amen, glory to God. And I'm just glad to be here tonight. I feel his presence. And we're going to get right into um, uh, our scripture reading uh, this evening. We're going to go into the book of Genesis. And I'm going to be reading um, uh, a little bit more than what I normally do for an opening text. I feel like I need to do this for you to get the picture here of what's uh, going on. We're going into the book of Genesis, the 48th chapter. We're going to begin reading verse 8 now. We're going to go down through verse uh, 19 uh, and read for scripture reference tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. This is how it reads. Then Israel saw Joseph's son, sons and said, Who are these? And Joseph said to his father, These, they are my sons whom God has given me in this place. And he said, Please bring them to me and I will bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim with age, so that he could not see. Then Joseph brought them near him, and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said to Joseph, I had not thought to see your face, but in fact God has also shown me your offspring. So Joseph brought them from beside his knees, and he bowed down with his face to the earth, and Joseph took them both, Ephraim with his right hand toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh with his left hand toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near him. Then Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, God before whom my father Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all my uh, life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lands. Let my name be upon them and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Now when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. So he took hold of his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, Not so, uh, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. But truly, his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. And from these scriptures, I'm going to focus uh, on verse 14 of this text, where it says, Then Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And let God add his blessing to the reading of his word before you sit down. Shake hands with a couple of people and say, I sure hope he's not going to be long winded tonight. From the scriptures that we just have read and you're hearing, uh, I'm going to speak to you on 
a subject title God has given me, The Cross-Handed Blessing. The Cross-Handed Blessing. If there ever has been a message that I have wrestled with, it has been this message that I stand before you with here tonight. I cannot begin to explain and describe to you the the agony that came out of me as God was instilling this word in my heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't profess to be a no prophet. I'm going to say something up front tonight. God has got a word for somebody. My Lord. In this house. My Lord. And I hope and pray that you'll be very much attentive for the next few moments as I feeble attempt in my way to bring this house. The struggle that came out of me became so great. I don't think in all the years, over 40 some odd years I've been in the ministry, I don't think I've ever developed a headache by getting, trying to get a message together. And I literally got a headache today. I mean, I was struggling with this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, and got in his hand literally and on. Now, if you know, might notice some reading from some of you, I was reading from the New King James uh, Version uh, tonight. And um, I'm gonna, I got another newer version that I want you to also read that 14th verse from. It's called God's Word. Translation. I want to read verse 14 one more time to you. Listen close to what God's words translation says. But Israel crossed his hands and reached out and put his right hand on Ephraim's head, although Ephraim was the younger. The cross-handed blessing. I'm sure that there have been times when everyone here in this room here tonight has felt like the proverbial fifth wheel, you don't you don't feel as if you belong. All right. You are totally unimportant to the program. All right. You would never be missed, or so you feel, if you wasn't even there. You look at others, and they seem to be blessed with more talent, more ability, and in a far more prestigious position than you for you to be ever used in any significant way in the kingdom of God. But if God has saved you, and if He has filled you with His Spirit, with that divine spirit also came a divine destiny and purpose in the kingdom of God. 
I would say to the young lady who received the baptism of the Holy Spirit last night, God did not baptize you with the Spirit just so you could have a bunch of goosebumps and feel good and get spiritually high. Hallelujah. But when God fills you with His present Spirit, hallelujah, that from that moment on, there is a divine desire and purpose in your life. Hallelujah. He has called you. He has raised you up for a reason. Hallelujah. Amen.
got way to get around yes, he does. the issues Amen. in your life. Amen. Amen. And I don't care how spiritual we may love God. But truly we are. We all still got issues.
But God blessed him not only to see his sons, hallelujah, but for their language, his grandsons. Hallelujah. And Joseph brought them to dad because he knew dad wasn't going to be around. And they was continuing that tradition. And he knew there was something inside of his father worth passing on. Worse, worth an impartation of. Right. I give you one example for people who say, well, it's just only symbolic that there's really no kind of impartation when somebody lays hands on you. I, I, God imparts Amen. Through men and women. What, what about Peter? Amen. When they went up to the temple at the hour of prayer, and there was the man there, laying there. Amen. Asking for help and begging. And Peter, amen, looked at him. He said, Silver and gold have I none. But what did he say? Such as I have. Give I love Don't let the devil. Oh! 
He had position. Ephraim had purpose.
Jacob to pull away the right hand of blessing from off Ephraim. There he was. Those two boys kneeling in front of him. His hands crossed. When Joseph realized what was happening, he reached and he grabbed for that right hand to pull it off the head of Ephraim. Hallelujah. The word said he was displeased. Hallelujah. He did his best to pull the hand off. Joseph grabbed the hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because he did not understand God's plan. And there will be God. And and listen, I'm speaking again. I'm speaking to somebody in this house tonight. There will be those who will attempt to hinder and remove God's blessing on you. Not because they hate you and not because they despise you, but because they don't understand your call. They don't understand your anointing and your purpose for this day and this hour in the church. Hallelujah. 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 church where I'm pastor right now I've been uh, this coming uh, this uh, coming summer I'll be I'll be, uh, we'll be I'll be celebrating the 20th anniversary there pastoring that location right there and after pastoring so long there's still some people in the congregation that don't still see and understand the call that God has called me for to lead that church to as a shepherd Hallelujah. And there are people, some of them will be in your own family, who just simply do not understand what has happened. What's going on? It's not the the fact, like I said, that they're trying to be mean or hateful or honorary, but they simply just don't understand the calling God's place in your life. But God will fulfill His desire in you, no matter what anyone else may feel or think. I'm going to give you one more scripture under this, and we're going to move on. Psalms 138.8 The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. There was a time in my lifetime of my ministry I didn't understand all this. But I understand and know now. And if I had the scripture, had the time, I could take you to numerous scriptures. But there's a purpose in me. There's a purpose in you. If you've been saved and filled with the Spirit, God will perfect that work. In your life. Hallelujah. The Penrod, the word says, He who hath begun a good work. This didn't come by the will of man or by the will of flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Years ago, hallelujah, as I was just a kid and running around, oh God, hallelujah. I used to really get Sister Penrod's goat. 
when I was around here. And I'd tell her about the way I used to think years ago. Bless God, I knew God was going to call me to be a preacher, so I didn't need to be educated. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> he done called me at 14 and get out there in the tent and begin to go in there and everything. But my, my, my. If I could only just go back and correct some mess ups that I made. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God. But I can't, I can't do that now. Amen. That, that, that's past. Amen. I can't, I can't do that. But one of those things, one thing that I used to, and man, I think, it was, it, it was, it was a big, it was a big altar draw thing for me. But we preach on those tents and, 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 and the Spirit of God would be falling, conviction coming, man. We get, we get them to sing and I get up and I say, you need to get here to this altar tonight and get your name written down. And recorded in the book of life. Amen. I preached that for a long time. Now finally, God got me in the spirit and just kind of slapped me suit a little bit and said, I wish you'd stop singing that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. how, how did he tell you that? Well, when I was studying his word, it finally got through my thick skull that I found out that if my name is in the book of life, it was put there from the foundation of the world. It wasn't wrote the night that I knelt to an altar with him. It wasn't wrote there the night that I got the Holy Ghost. It wasn't wrote there the night that I was filled with the Holy Ghost or baptized in Jesus' name. If my name has ever been in the book of life, it was there before the foundation of all. Glory to God, it's the chosen ground. So, Jesus. Took a while. Took a while. Thank you, Lord. And you know what? God's still having to work on continuing to perfect He ain't throwing the clay away yet. That's right. He ain't throwing the clay away. I'm glad. I've got to move on. I'm going to, I can linger more on that, but I want to get on. Second point. Listen to me tonight. The past, if you've got this purpose in your life, the calling of God upon you, I want you to leave tonight remembering this. The past won't dictate the future. Praise God. Oh, God. When God is in this thing and He's doing a work in your life, you don't have to worry about your past. Dictate what God's got for you in the future. There are many people who because of past failures and defeats decide to crawl up into a shell and give up on ever succeeding in any kind of ministry or work for God again. Hallelujah. Satan constantly reminded you of how you fell on your face and embarrassed yourself. Maybe you embarrassed your church. Maybe you embarrassed your family. Hallelujah. Oh, but maybe your efforts, maybe it wasn't that, maybe your efforts never seemed to accomplish anything. You never had no victories. You never had no spiritual growth. Oh, and I'm here to tell you tonight that that may be in your past, but it don't have to be in your future. 
stand before people again. I remember how I embarrassed myself and everybody else. Hallelujah. Oh, God. I, I never did accomplish anything. There was really no major victories. Oh, but listen, here comes God again. Here comes God again. Every time the devil tells you that, God said, you just stand there. Hallelujah. The past, follow me now. Your past may have put you on this side of me, but I still can cross my hand. Have not born, 
They forth into sin and cry loud. You who have not labored with child, for listen to this, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, saith the Lord. Listen to what he says continually now. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your states for you shall extend to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Verse 4, listen to what he says. Do not fear for you will not be ashamed. Glory to God. You may have had shame wrote down on you in the past. But it don't have to be a part of your future. He said you won't be ashamed. Neither will you be disgraced. Hallelujah. For you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth. Yeah. All of us made a lot of mistakes when we were young. We don't have to think that God expects us to sit on the sidelines the rest of our life because we flubbed it up when we were young. God says, I'm going to cause you to forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. In conclusion of this message, I know beyond all doubt that God has spoken to someone yes. here this evening. And that He wants all the doubts, the fears, the questions that you have about whether or not to ever try again. His gifts and callings, as I've already said, as we have repentance. And listen to me. And this has been said. My wife didn't know this message, but she confirmed this about His love towards us. Listen to me. Hallelujah. Although God could use somebody else instead of you, His desire is for you. I may not have never gotten out of church. Or did the things that some people associate with backsliding, but there's a lot of people, folks, who backslide by sitting on the church pew. Right. 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 Oh, yes, yes. Oh. I'm here to tell you. Oh, God, there have been many times that I've messed up. There's been many times I've just made a mess of things completely. And I'll stand before you and say, I've given God enough reason since the night He filled me with the Holy Ghost and Murphy Spirit to see me in front of Hallelujah. Seventeen year old. I've given him plenty of reasons to say, okay, I had a purpose for you when you was born. I, I had a call. I can remember as a boy going to meet and saying, I don't know what was going on. Oh. I didn't know what it was about. But I, I can remember preachers coming through in evangelists many, many years ago. Amen. Back in the 60s. And, and, and uh, sometimes going up and uh, getting prayed for because of sickness or whatever. And many times, just as a kid, there would be prophecies go for me. And, and, and they would stop and say, y'all watch that little boy right there. God's going to use him one day. God's got a purpose. 
And even, and listen to me, even though I might, I might have that purpose born within me, God had a design for me. I have given him plenty reasons to say, even though I've had that purpose for you. Hallelujah. The things and the way you messed up, I'm going to use somebody else instead of you. You said, Well, you're judging now. Huh? I'm sorry you may feel that, but I don't believe there's a man or woman in this sound right now who could not say, Yes, I've given God many reasons for Him to walk away from me and say, I'm not going to use you no more. But guess what? He chooses not to. He chooses to use you. He says, I want to use you. There can be others I can replace you with, but I'm in silence for you for the apple of my eye. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Brother Nathan is going to say what's going to happen. But listen, let me give you let me give you one more scripture. Everybody just bow your head for a moment. Close your eyes and just be praying. And I want to give you a scripture. And I want to speak it to you. Don't say, don't let Satan say, well, he's talking to the one in front of him or behind him or beside me. He's saying this to every one of us. And it's found in Jeremiah. 29 and 11. This is Jehovah God. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Hallelujah. Tonight, if God has touched you in any way, we will give you an opportunity. Whatever you need may be, I hope that somebody listens tonight to what God has said. Amen.